Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. A growing industry isn't just good for business, it's great for jobs too. Clean Energy Canada just released an article about how renewable energy jobs in Canada will increase to around 2.7 million by 2050. Now, this is very exciting. To chat about that from Clean Energy Canada is senior analyst Stefan Power. Welcome, Stefan. Hey, Chris. How's it going? It's going wonderful. Thanks for joining the Solar PV cast. And start off with yourself a little bit. Uh, what's your background? How'd you find your way to Clean Energy Canada? So, it's been a bit of an interesting journey for me. I'm a lawyer by training. I got into public policy to accelerate the transition to clean energy during my master's in Europe. Uh, where I focused on international law and the European and the European Union. I then worked on climate policy at the European Commission for a few years. That's the executive branch of the European Union. And there I helped implement um, the EU's carbon market. And then I decided, well, I should get some more letters to my name. So I came to Vancouver to do my PhD at the University of British Columbia. And I studied climate policy in California and the EU. And those studies, they were basically a mix of political science, economics, and law. And I really wanted to continue working on climate and energy issues in Canada. So towards the end of my studies, I started reaching out to organizations that worked in this area. And Clean Energy Canada was one that had already stood out to me. So so that's a bit on my background and journey that brought me here. Wow. Wow. That's quite the resume. <laughs> that's great. Well, hey, Clean Energy Canada is lucky to have you. And I know Clean Energy Canada, uh, you know, the whole mission, my understanding is, is to help with the transition to clean energy uh, as Canada is positioned and has an opportunity to be a leader on that front. So I love what you guys have done. I've had you on the Solar PV cast before in the past. So yeah, to chat about the jobs and this article specifically, let's get down to those numbers. 2.7 million jobs in renewable energy. And my understanding is right now we're at about 500,000 in Canada. Yeah, that's about right. So, but just to clarify, it's 2.7 millions, uh, not only renewables, that's a part of it, but it's really in clean energy more as a whole. And a part of that is renewables. Great. Yeah. So 2.7 million as a whole from the 500,000 as a whole now. Right. Right. And now obviously there's going to be a, a, a loss in other areas such as fossil fuels as we make the transition. What do those numbers look like? And could you explain those? Sure. So, I mean, just to frame this work, what we did is we modeled what would happen to jobs in the clean energy and fossil fuel sectors as the world shifts to net zero. And so the good news are Canada will see 700,000 more energy jobs in 2050 than we have today if countries achieve their stated climate goals of net zero. Now, the key difference here is that most energy jobs will be in clean energy rather than fossil fuel energy. And essentially, that means that growth in clean energy jobs will outpace the decline in fossil fuel ones. There will be almost 3 million clean energy jobs in 2050. But for this to happen, 
and that's another key takeaway from this work is Canada must keep up. We need to invest in these new industries like EV manufacturing, batteries, sustainable mining, hydrogen, clean electricity. And critically, we need strong policies that shift our entire economy to be more sustainable. Well, I mean, we just had that big announcement on Friday about one of, uh, was it Volvo uh, or Volkswagen's uh, batteries in Ontario, St. Thomas, Ontario? Yeah, exactly. And that announcement was a really good example of the clean energy sector being a very cross-Canada employer. So, um, you know, it's a truly pan-Canadian opportunity. It's the assembler producing electric vehicles in Windsor or a battery, battery manufacturing plant like the Volkswagen one that was announced or the construction worker building energy efficient housing in Yellowknife or the drill operator on a geothermal plant near Saskatoon. And so, so you hear, we hear a lot about EVs. And actually, if Canada plays its cards right, we could build a domestic EV battery supply chain that could support up to a quarter million jobs by 2030. Wow. And with, like we say, we've seen with this announcement of the Volkswagen battery, battery plant, that's already starting to happen. So... Um, but it's time for every party and every province to really treat this opportunity with the level of seriousness that it demands, because this window of opportunity is time limited and we can't afford to miss them. Well, and we've used that word a lot. This is an opportunity uh, and that means you must take advantage and, and when it's there in front of you. The opportunities are there in terms of battery growth. How have you seen the reception um, through your conversations, through people reading this article, how, have the, how has the reception been to this, this plan and, and taking advantage of, again, this opportunity? Yeah, I think the reception has been pretty, I mean, this depends obviously who you ask, right? I mean, we know that there are some sectors that are not going to grow, um, but there is a wide range of clean energy sectors that do have significant opportunities. So it's a pretty exciting area. And um, the thing is that really came out of this work as well is that this energy transition isn't just inevitable, it's actually already a reality. And you look at our biggest trading partners like the EU, the US, China, they are making strides in this race as we speak. It's like the US is investing half a trillion dollars into clean energy through its Inflation Reduction Act. The European Union, they have got their own multi-billion euro green deal industrial plan. And China dominates the manufacturing and trade of most clean energy technologies. So today, if we've got 85% of people in the world living in countries with net zero commitments. And the number of people working in clean energy jobs globally actually recently overtook fossil fuels for the first time. That's according to the International Energy Agency. So it's really not a question of balancing climate action with the economy, as some have framed it, but it's more like Canada either keeps up or we fall behind in this race and we end up with a lot of stranded assets. But so government-led climate action and investment in clean energy will help Canada build a stronger, more competitive clean energy sector that sets us up for long-term success. Wow, I mean, that's a great stat that passing renewables on a global scale is, 
is amazing. How does Canada currently rank in the transition? You mentioned 85% of, of net zero countries with these goals are, are taking action. How does Canada rank? Are we taking action? I mean, we, we're starting to see it, but what about the behind the scenes? So this government has put in place uh, a really a basket of, of impressive policies over the last few years and continues to put forward new plans. And it's all about the implementation. So the devil is in the details. We need to make sure that those plans are implemented well uh, so that they can really do the work that they set out to do. Um, the federal government has a net zero by 2050 goal. Um, so we are part of this uh you could say alliance uh, of net zero by mid-century. And so we're on a, on a good way, but it really depends on our ability to implement those policies and make sure that they, they are done well. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, actions speak louder than words. What does Clean Energy Canada do in terms of accountability in, in holding governments, whoever's in power, to these goals? What's the role? Yeah. So we we look at the policies that are proposed. We reflect on the policy design. We make proposals to government. We participate in public, uh, you know, in those um, um, stakeholder consultations. We do a, our own research and analysis. Sometimes we we have uh, third party companies, uh, con- consultants helping us. Like for this report, for example, we drew on a modeling company to help us figure out this data. And so we try to put forward proposals to help government make good policies. And we also take a look at, okay, are the policies that we have in place, are they working? We look at international comparisons. We look at what do other jurisdictions do? Is it working? How could we be better? So that's a bit our role. Yeah. Yeah. We we also uh, we also try to put out products that are not only for policymakers but um, for the general public to to get Canadians excited and show people, hey, look, this is what your next job could maybe look like, um, and these are the opportunities. Uh, it's so much about education when it comes to clean energy. I mean, speaking just on the solar side of things. Um, just in my almost year now in the solar industry, working in in this world, uh, you know the conversations you have. I feel so um, I feel so good when I leave a conversation and somebody says, "Wait, solar? You know, you can store solar energy through net metering? Really? It's just like you know, there's there's so such an opportunity again to get out there and educate the public because when people hear about the facts and hear about the science." a light bulb goes off for almost everybody. It's incredible to watch the transition slowly as it happens. Now, these numbers that were given in this article, 2.7 million jobs in clean energy, 700,000 extra jobs once you know the dust settles and the loss in fossil and, and the gain in clean. What happens um, if the plans that are in place don't come to fruition? How, how are they going to affect those numbers? Right, so... What are we also what so what we we modeled uh, also a scenario in which we thought about well what happens if we had a government that decides to roll back some really impactful climate policies that we have 
And our research finds that rolling back climate action will not create a stronger energy sector, but likely actually a weaker one with fewer overall jobs. So some fossil fuel jobs will still exist in net zero 2050, but jobs specifically in oil production are projected to decline by 98%. And even if we walked back our climate efforts, that number barely changes. And so what it means is that basically can, Canada cannot protect the oil sands from this inevitable global energy transition. And domestic policy is just not able to save a global industry. And right now what we need to do is invest in the future in reskilling our workforce while there's still time to make this a smooth transition. Because many workers already have the fundamental skills actually electricians or pipe fitters, drillers, welders, engineers. These are clean energy jobs too. And you raise such a great point that we have the skills, we have the brain power. It's all sitting here. It's just a matter of getting out and telling people that you can do this. We can do this. That's a great point. In the article, you guys talked a little bit about um, how the GDP is going to increase as well. And, and there was some kind of some exciting information and exciting numbers around the GDP. Could you first, for those listening, explain the, the GDP and then, and then talk a bit about how that will increase with uh, the way things are going? Yeah, so in our net zero scenario, we see uh, basically GDP as, as a measure of the size of the economy. Um, we see that in the net zero scenario, um, you know, for the total energy sector, it's a growth of 63% uh, between now and 2050. And uh, it, it's really in line with our jobs numbers. Uh, GDP and, and employment uh, really grows very similarly uh, in, in uh, what we see in our work. And so, it, and the exciting part is also that it's really um, all across Canada. It's not, uh, in, the interesting thing is actually that Alberta is the fastest growing uh, region in Canada on the clean energy sector. It will grow 10% per year out to 2050. That's the fastest of any province or territory. Wow. So there will be more energy jobs than there are today, even in Alberta, with clean energy job growth outpacing fossil fuel losses. It's great you bring up that point because uh, on the Solar PV cast uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a gentleman from Alberta talking about renewables with ATCO. And he was saying how it's the wild, wild west in Alberta. You know, some provinces like BC are limited with BC Hydro, but in Alberta, you know, as much as it's uh, an oil and gas province, they are making some big leaps and bounds when it comes to renewable energy and, and solar farms and wind and, you know, anybody, my understanding is they said anybody can really start a solar farm out there and start selling energy to the grid. So it's wonderful to see that growth happening in Alberta and how it's it's leading the way. And you're seeing that, I guess, you're seeing that, obviously, you just said Alberta on, on the, the larger scale is leading the way as well. Yeah, in our work, we've seen that very clearly. I mean, Alberta has got some of the best wind and solar resources in the country. And um, Alberta's oil and gas industry today gives it significant carbon capture and storage potential. So jobs in, in that area for industry are set to grow almost 900% to, wow. to almost 40,000 jobs by mid-century. 
and there's significant potential for clean hydrogen production, lithium extraction for EV batteries, uh, energy efficient construction, clean, clean tech. Uh, it's across the board and it's going to be a different looking energy sector, but Alberta could be on track to having a strong clean energy job sector for sure. Amazing. You also chatted about in the article um, about how this uh, it's going to affect the EV industry the most. And you touched on it a little bit in the beginning. How exactly uh, is the EV industry going to be affected with all this growth? Yeah, so the clean energy, uh, no, sorry, the clean transportation industry is set to become the biggest clean energy sector in our net zero scenario. It accounts for more than 60% of clean energy jobs by 2050. So that is the manufacturing of zero emission vehicles. So that's EVs, but also hydrogen powered ones. And it includes the production of batteries, fuel cells, and other components, and also the required materials that go into building those components and uh, vehicles. And it also includes the manufacturing and installation of charging infrastructure and hydrogen refueling infrastructure. Zero emission vehicles they do seem promising across most vehicle segments, so we can expect a lot of jobs in clean transportation. Everybody's winning. Even the even the I, I do an in-school program um, for grade fours and fives right now, and I go out to the community and I talk to kids about solar energy. And and one thing I after reading your article about the seven hundred thousand plus jobs in clean energy and one thing i started saying to them is hey guys flash forward 10 15 years from now you know there's probably going to be a job for you in in clean energy it's a very exciting future yeah but keep in mind uh, we were currently not on track for that um, okay we, we do need to you know we need to make sure that we put in place the policies that are required to really reach net zero um the government has Good plans for now, um, but we still need to step up our game to make sure that we really reap all of these benefits. You make a great point. Again, it comes back to it's one thing to to see, oh, that's great. We're going to be net zero by 2050. Okay, I'm going to go back to living my life now. You know, there's there's a follow-up that not just policymakers have to make, but I guess all of us, right? Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, we don't have to actually really it, it shouldn't entail like a change in lifestyle um we can put in place smart government policies that make sure that we redirect the ship and uh, that our economy looks different but really is growing overall so it's exciting and we just need to make sure that we use good policies and that's where you guys come in clean energy canada right yeah we're trying to uh, make our contribution that's for sure yes Amazing. Stefan, well, thank you for joining me to chat a, a little bit about the article. I'll definitely share a link. For more information on this and, and other things about Clean Energy Canada, where can somebody go? Go to cleanenergycanada.org and check us also out on Twitter and other social media. Uh, we have a pretty active communications team uh, and they put out some exciting stuff. You have a wonderful newsletter that uh, that I subscribe to and uh, gives me great podcast ideas. Fantastic. Thanks for reading. I love it. Well, Stefan, thanks again for joining the Solar PV Cast, and uh, maybe we'll have you on again in the future. Anytime. Thanks, Chris. The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.